This is the Kitzer of the first Sicha of Parshas Mishpatim in Chelik Chof Aleph on page 125. The Rebbe begins with the Pasik in this week's Parsha, Kisira Chamor Senacha Reivitz Tachas Masoi Vachodalto Mazoivloi Ozoiv Tazevimoi. So in the Mechilta it says as follows Pomim Shato Chaydal, Pomim Shato Oiziv. Sometimes you may refrain of helping and sometimes you should help. And it gives two examples. He brings an example of Chamershal Yisrael and Masoy Shogoi, then Ozev Tazevimoi. As long as the donkey belongs to a Yid, you have to help. Then he says, Chamershal Goi, Umasoy Shal Yisrael, If the donkey belongs to a Goi, you may refrain. Then another example, or If the animal is in a cemetery and the person that sees this is a Kayin, he's not allowed to go into the cemetery. Rashi brings a simple shot of the Posik. Simple pshat, v'chadalta mazoivlo, is actually read as a wonder. That perhaps you will think to yourself that you should not help. Ozev tazevimai, definitely you should go ahead and help. After that, Rashi brings, u'medrashe kach dorshe rabiseinu. Kisire v'chadalta pa'omim shatachaydul pa'om shatayze. Sometimes you may refrain and sometimes you should help. Ha'ketzat, zokim ve'enu l'fichvayde v'chadalta. A older person and it's below his dignity, he may refrain. Or behem of a guy and the lotus of a yid also v'chadalta. So the question here is, why does Rashi bring a different example of zokin venel v'chvaydai? This is an example that the Gemara brings in a different place regarding the pasuk v'hisalamta that it says by an aveda. Why does Rashi bring that example here? And also Rashi changes the order of these two examples in the mechilte. It brings first chamershal goy and masoishal yisrael. Rashi brings that only as the second example. Another question, how does Rashi say this expression, sometimes you may refrain of helping and sometimes you should help. Rashi is only bringing examples where you may refrain. So why does Rashi also say, especially, it's not that sometimes you may help, usually you should help. Sometimes you may refrain. So how could Rashi equate them in that way? Uh, simply, you could say that the reason why Rashi doesn't bring Kayim in the case of the Kayim when the animal is in the cemetery is because that's something which is obvious and we don't need to learn from this Pasuk V'chadalta. Because a Kayim, there's a Mitzvah Saseh and a Mitzvah Saseh that he may not enter into a Beisach Kvaris. So you don't need the Pasuk V'chadalta to teach me that he's not going to be Chayef to do this Mitzvah. But that can't be the Pshat here because Rashi brings two examples, Zakim Venel and the case of Behemas Nachri, and these are two distinct heterim, and they're not both learned from this Pasuk V'chadalta. And still Rashi brings both of them here as examples of what the Pasuk means, V'chadalta, that sometimes you may not help. So why does Rashi not bring the example that the Mechilta says, the, the case of the animal being Ben HaKvaris? B'chlal, the question is even more, why does Rashi have to give these examples? In that Pasuk V'chadalta, where the Torah speaks about an Aveda, and so there Rashi also says, V'salamta pom shatim that sometimes you may ignore an Aveda of someone. Rashi doesn't give any examples there. So why here does Rashi find it necessary to spell out these two examples? It must be that Rashi has to spell it out for the Pshat of the Pasik. So the main thing that Rashi is coming to address is the difference between this Pasik and the previous Pasik, where there it also says something very similar. Kisivka she there talks about you encountering an ox of your enemy that may be straying. And there the Pasuk says that you should, you should go and return it to him. Now the question is, there in that Pasuk, the Teireh does not spell out 
then warn you that you may think not to return. Yes, go ahead and return it. Here, in this Pasuk, when it comes to the mitzvah of Prika to unload the donkey, here the title says you may think you don't want to do this. No, go ahead and do it. What's the difference? Now, if you would say it's the fact that it, over here we're speaking about Sainacha, so that's the reason why you may have an urge not to help your enemy. In the previous Pasuk, it also says, Oyivcha, your enemy. So what's the difference? So therefore, Rashi has to come and explain that over here, when the Torah writes V'chadalta, there's a specific halacha that we're learning out in this Pasuk that's not relevant in the previous Pasuk. This, the example of Behemas Nochri Masai Shal Yisrael only applies to the mitzvah of Prike. When it's a behem of a guy, there's no mitzvah to unload his donkey. It doesn't apply to the mitzvah of a Shavas But also, even after Rashi brings the example of Zokin Ve'enel of Why is Rashi bringing this example? This is also something which is relevant dafke in this Pasuk over here and not in the previous Pasuk where it speaks about a Shavas And the point here is as follows. When Rashi brings the Medrash of the Pasik, that instead of reading the Pasik, would you refrain from helping? And the Medrash says, read it as a statement, that you may refrain from helping. The Medrash that Rashi brings is not being brought here separate from the Pshat. The Medrash actually complements the Pshat. And that is because over here, according to the Medrash, the Pasik is hinting to the fact that there are hetatim, when you may not help or you don't have to help, that's the reason why the Torah specifically here had to bavonin that you might be permissive and you might be making a mistake that you don't have to help, that this is not such an important mitzvah. And Rashi spells out the two examples of when the Torah says you don't have to do the mitzvah. And that gives us the understanding of why a person might make a mistake and think that it's not such an important mitzvah. The moment you say, that it's below your dignity, so you don't have to help. Just your dignity. So then it's very easy for a person to say, oh, it's below my dignity. This is not a mitzvah for me. And when you say the case of the heter, of the hemas nochri, which in essence means that menatayra, we're not concerned about tzar balachayim, so that also brings down the importance of the mitzvah in a person's eyes. So therefore, the Medrash that says that these are two Atayrim, this, this is the reason why the Taira Hatabavaran in the Pshut Shalmikra, would you refrain from helping? And Rashi starts off with Zakin Venilufikhvaidai, because that's the main reason that causes a person to think to himself that it's below my dignity, and therefore not to do the mitzvah. And now we understand why Rashi didn't bring the example that it says in the Mechilta of Kayim Bebesa Kvaris, because the Bahama is in the Besa Kvaris and the Kayin is outside. Because that's not an example that would cause any person to treat this Aveda lightly, or this mitzvah rather, lightly. Because that's a very seldom thing that could happen. And even more so over there, it's because of the stringency of the standard of a kayin. But it doesn't show you any leniency in the mitzvah. So Rashi is bringing examples, and Rashi says, Pa'amim sha'ata chaydel and Pa'amim sha'ata oizer. Which means Rashi is saying that this is a unique mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that sometimes you have to do it and sometimes you don't. And that's why Dafke, this mitzvah, the Torah writes, and Bavarins, that you may think not to help, that And there, according to this, we also understand why this is Dafke by this kind of a mitzvah, because this is a mitzvah that always involves Tirche. When you have an animal that's lying with a load and you have to unload it, it's always, so therefore, this is the kind of mitzvah that a person may look for Hatayrim. Whereas when it comes to the previous Pasik, when it's talking about a Shavas Aveda, it's not a kind of mitzvah that a person will look for at Tayrim. So therefore there, the Tayrim does not have to write then this Bavaranish, even though it is a mitzvah that sometimes visalamto you don't have to fulfill it, but nevertheless, because there's no Tirche involved, the Tayrim does not have to Bavaran anything there. And in the Flois, in the Pnimi Yisan Yonim of Rashi, 
There's a famous Vart of the Baal Shem Tov that says that when the Torah says, Ozev Tazevimoy, regarding this Chamar Senacha, it's referring to the body of a Yid, is Nefesh Bahamist. Do not fast, do not break your body, Adarabe, elevate it and refine it and include it in your Avedis Hashem. But here Rashi is giving two examples when a person may fast. And this is Naltarebe Shulchanarach, in one case of Tshuva and another case of Lamarik Nafshe Lashem. And it's also Nigeres Tshuva as well. Tshuva is related to this example of Behemes Nochri Masoy Shal Yisrael, which means a Yid that sins, so momentarily he's entering into the possession of a guy. He begets separated from the Ebesher. That's the Behemta Shal Nochri. But even while he sins, it's still Masoy Shal Yisrael, meaning he's still a Yid, which is Malay Mitzvah Kirim, and he has a load of mitzvahs like a Yid. That's one example when a Yid may fast for the completion of his Tshuva. Then there's a case of Lamarik Nafshi Lashem, and this may be in a situation where a person is serving Hashem on a very high, lofty level with his neshama. And he's basically ignoring his body. And his body may still be low and not attended to. And therefore, in such a case, a person may want to fast in order to fill in what he was lacking in ignoring the situation of his body that's not involved in Avedis Hashem. So then he fasts in order to marek nafsha, which means to reach his body as well, to become connected to serving Hashem. According to this pshat, we could also understand why Rashi does not bring the example of Koyin that's outside and there's an animal in the Bein HaKvaris, between the Kvaris. Because, what does that mean, Beruchnius? Beruchnius, that would mean that when a Yid sins, so his body, his Nefesh Bahamis, is Bein HaKvaris. It's in a place of death and Tumah. He falls into such a low place, part of Misa. And the heat, the Neshama, the Yid, is a Koyin. He remains outside of the Bein HaKvaris. He's uh, like, like the Zaya refers to a Yid as a Bas Koyin. That would be the Indian of Koyim and, and the, and the Bahamah being Bein HaKvaris, Beruchnius. But the thing is, Rashi doesn't want to bring this example because Rashi is teaching you that the Ayid, not only his Neshama remains outside of the Kvaris, of the cemetery in the place of death, even his Guf is also Nitzchiyas. And the Guf is also going to get up for Tchiyas HaMesim. It's Mais Yadil Espar, and they should chose the Yiddish Guf. And therefore, all you could say about the guf of a yid is that it's like a behemoth that belongs to a nachri temporarily. He enters into the rishus of a nachri. But to say that the etzim guf of a yid is found in a base akvaris, that he's part of the base akvaris and he's in complete death, that's not shaykh. Misa, even regarding a guf, is not shaykh by a yid. And therefore, Rashi brings Dafka this example of the behemoth nachri and Masai Shal Yisrael, which shows the idea that even the guf of a yid always remains connected and it's just that temporarily is in the possession of a guy. And we find this in Allah as well, even a yid that's sold to a guy. On that we say, Bnei Yisrael avodayhem, a yid belongs to the Ebishter. So now we understand the two pshatim that Rashi brings here. Rashi brings the simple pshat of the Pasuk of Chadaltam Azoivle as a wonder, meaning the Ebishter created a yid going in a straight path to include his body in Avedis Hashem, to elevate it, not to fast. That's a simple pshat. But then comes the Madrish, Pa'amim Shatachidul, that a yid that sins, there are situations where a yid may fast for the Shlemus of his Shuvah and so on. But nevertheless, even though there is this hetter to fast, what the Rebbe clearly says in Yigeres HaTshuvah, that B'dayre Seinu Eile, a person should not be Marbe Betainius, rather you should redeem it with giving Tzedakah. And this is not something that's caused by anyone, this is the Abishter creating us in such a kind of way that we're too weak for this, and therefore the Bashem the, the, the Al-Tareb are teaching us that we can be misakin everything we have to without any of these fasts. In our generation, it can be done without any fast, without any tsar or daige, and it has to be done with simcha and tovlevov.